0: Welcome back to Coal America. I'm your host Chris Coleman. Back here today, got a lot of sports to talk about, got a lot of things to go over, and we're going to jump right into the Euro Cup because the Euro Cup uh, has completed the group stage. It's done, and so now we'll move on to the round of 16. Now, this is where it gets a lot of fun because there's no more ties. They get tie in regulation, but then they're going to go to overtime and then possibly penalty the kicks. There's somebody's going to walk out of that stadium, advancing, and someone will just walk out of that stadium and go home. So, yeah, you got to be careful when you're putting your wagers in out there, gentlemen, because if it has the draw as an option, then yeah, you know, like, they and they all do. Then that is for regulation only. Okay. Now, there are other bets available where you can, to advance, to advance includes overtime and includes the, uh, the uh, penalty kicks. Mm. So, be careful what you're doing. Don't put in a bet and then be calling your boogie going, hey, I, yeah, I just saw on Sports, you know, they won, they advanced, they're moving on. Yeah, well, they did it in overtime. Yeah, be careful with that. So let's jump right into those first games. These are Saturday, uh, Saturday morning. Denmark and Wales. Denmark ever since Christian Eriksen went down and uh, collapsed on the field and everything, basically died on the field. They brought him back to life. Then uh, everybody's been, I think, kind of pulling for Denmark a little bit. Um, they, they get Wales in this. Wales uh, and Denmark have played a good bit. Denmark is 6-4 and all-time. Uh, no draws. They've never drawn. They're 6-4 all-time. Wales is 0-2 when they play in Amsterdam, where this game will be. Uh, and Denmark's won the last three straight. Uh, now, Denmark did lose the first two matches of group play and then won their third one to advance the round of 16. Um. The uh Wales here 10 4 and 2 uh their last sixteen games uh in the in the knockout in the knockout rounds or whatever, but they lost the last two or they lost two of the last five. I'm sorry. That's not just in the knockout rounds. That's in their games as a whole. Wells is ten four and two in their last sixteen games. Let me correct that. But they've lost two of their last five. So The money line here, Denmark is minus 130, Wales plus 420. The draw is plus 225. I like Denmark. I like them to get through. I don't think this is going to be a high scoring game. Uh, I could see a 1 1 draw and then Denmark advancing, but I kind of like 1 0 Denmark is what I'm looking at for this game. That's going to be my my prediction. Uh, I do like to play, if you go to the pop match, you can pick the exact score. And when you hit those, oh, it feels so good. Cause you didn't just call the winner and the over/under; you called the exact score. Yeah, it feels good. It feels good. Uh, the other game on Saturday: Austria and Italy. Italy's minus 235. Austria plus 770. The draw plus 325. I mean, come on. We all know Italy's been on fire in their last 30 games: 25 wins, no losses, five draws. In their last 30 games. They have been hot. Um, versus Austria. 10 wins, no losses, three draws. You got to go back to 1960 before you find when Austria beat Italy. All right. So, last 13. Uh, this is Austria's first ever appearance in the knockout stage of the Euros. Uh, now, we all remember 1954. When they made the World Cup, they made the knockout round and actually made it to the semifinals of that World Cup. I think everybody remembers the 54 World Cup. I don't have to tell you all about that. Um, Italy, Italy against Austria, they've met four times in major tournaments. And anytime I say major tournaments, I'm referring to the Euros or the uh, World Cup for any of these, and they've met four times in Italy's 4-0 I don't see it changing. Italy's minus 235. Lay the money line. Five-star lock. Italy wins this game in regulation, period. Over-unders two, two and a half. I kind of like the over. I'm about three stars on the over uh, just because this is not a typical Italian side. And I think that they will come to score. And so I'm going to go over with it also. Um on Sunday morning, you got the Czech Republic and the Netherlands. Netherlands are minus 160. Czech are plus 435. The draw plus 290. Uh, over under two and a half. Um, and this one, uh, this one's interesting. Czech Republic beat the Dutch twice back in 2015, qualifying for the last Euros. But this is a very different Dutch team. Uh, in the Euros, they're 1-1-1 one, one, one all time um the Dutch are looking to go four and0 for the second time ever and that's three and0 in group stage and then winning the a round of 16 uh clean sweep uh the this is this is one of those where everything is screaming that the Dutch should win this game the Dutch are looking good they're looking hot uh and I, I think they do uh Dutch at minus 160. The Czech Republic have been a a scrappy fighting team, I guess, is a good way to say it. I don't know. But I'm going to go two things I can't stand. People intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. Nigel Powers. uh, Great man, great quote. The Dutch will not be wearing wooden shoes out there in this game, so I'm going to go with the Dutch. I think that uh, I think they're going to get this win. Oh, man, i going with favorites. Let's move on to the next one. Sunday afternoon. This one I hear, Portugal and Belgium. There you go. Portugal is uh, third in the group getting out. I don't think they're bothered by that because the last Euros, they were third in their group and advanced. And guess what? They went on and won the whole thing. So... I don't think that's gonna really bother them. Um, da, 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 da. They've they've never met Belgium in a major tournament. Never played them in a big one. Um, they are three zero and two all time against Belgium. So that's a you no. Know, they they've they've done well against them. The last 58 games for Belgium under their new coach. They have had two games where they didn't score. Okay? They scored at least one goal in 56 of their last 58 games. And one of the, but one of those they did not score was 2018 against Portugal. That was one of those two. So as Belgium's looks so good, though. Belgium's looks so good. I don't see any way to go against them in this. They're plus 150. Portugal plus 205. The draw plus 220. I'm going to go with Belgium and and the over. I think Belgium, I think De Bruyne, Lukaku. Lukaku, of course, was my pick to uh, be the top goal scorer of the tournament. Um, it's just kind of, you know, it's hard to go against them and, and how good they are right now. Now, Spain and Croatia. Uh, Spain, we watched them struggle through the group in the first couple of games. They had drawn. They had only scored one goal. They come out in their third game, and they put up five. Um, but that was kind of a situation where uh, the other team had to go for it. They had to push forward. Uh, they, they actually Spain got a PK. It got saved, but then they get a gift of a. Uh, they get a gift of an own goal where Newcastle's keeper just donkeys it up. Sorry, Clay. I uh, had to do it. But, uh, and, and Spain's another big favorite here at minus 180. The draw was 275. Croatia plus 555. They're 1-1-1 one, of one, one all time in the Euros. Um, this is the third time that Croatia has ever made it to the round of 16. They have lost all three times in the round of 16, their previous trips. And so looking at that, I mean, Spain, obviously, they won the Euros in 2008 and 2012. World Cup champions, uh, 2010, sandwiched in between those. Just a historically great run. But in major tournaments since that, and there's been two, World Cup and uh, and Euros, they, they, they advanced to the round of 16, and then they got knocked out two straight. Spain has the youngest team in this tournament. And for that reason, I think that this game, I'm going to go with the draw. I I think this game is going to be be low scoring. I'm thinking it's going to be uh, 1-1 maybe. 0-0 draw, 1-1. And I'm going to go with, with the draw in this game in regulation. But I'm going to take Croatia to advance. I think Spain goes down. Uh, Navarro will be upset again, but uh, I think that I think Spain goes. They, they do not advance. The uh, Switzerland France game that's also Monday. Uh, France is minus one ninety. Switzerland's plus seven ten. The draw is plus three forty. Look, uh, their last seven games against the Swiss, uh, France has three wins, four draws. Uh, they're two zero and two in major tournaments against them and their last 17 uh, France is 12-4-1. You know, so <sighs> they, this is France's tournament to lose, guys. France has all the talent in the world. They they're definitely the better side here on paper. They should be bigger than minus 190. Uh, I'm going but they haven't played great. You haven't seen them really gel together and Honestly, to me, where they've been the most dangerous is when the other team is possessing the ball and on their counterattacks. Because with Mbappe and them flying forward, Pogba's played well, uh, surprisingly. But I think that uh, I think that France will start to find it here. They know it's a knockout stage. And I think France will handle this game pretty easily. Mm. Now that takes us on to Tuesday. And Tuesday... Morning at 11 a.m. Germany versus England. Germany plus 195, England plus 155, the draws plus 230. This game is in Wembley Stadium, the national stadium of the English. And they have played there. Uh, they have definitely, definitely played there. Um, in, in tournaments all time, these teams are two in major tournaments, so World Cup Euros. Uh, two two wins for Germany, two wins for England, three draws. <laughs> that's, that's uh and then, you know world wars though that's a, that's a different that's a different story, but uh <laughs> the then uh the this will be their third match in the Euros and they're one and one in the Euros. Each of them have won one one. Uh, Germany famously penalty kicks and then uh, England obviously won theirs in overtime as well. The, uh, if you remember, uh, at Wembley, at Wembley Stadium, then Germany actually holds the edge here. England's 4 6 and 2. Four wins, six losses, two draws. But the 1966 World Cup final, yeah, that was at Wembley. And England got that one. So, pretty big check mark on there for them. And when you look at these all times, that's just giving you historical, you know, how they've been or whatever. That really has, doesn't have a lot of bearing on these teams now. Let's be real. This German side has not been you know, Germany of old. Germany of old would have come out and crushed Hungary and made sure they were in and not had to fight from behind the whole game. You know, they're, they're down 1-0 at the half. They come back. They tie it up. Immediately give up the goal right back to them. And so it's, it's 2-1. Germany has to draw. By drawing, they finish second in the group. They lose that game, they're, they're out. They're fourth in the group and they're at home. And so Germany, give them credit for, you know, the grit and the fight back or whatever to get there. But that's not a German side that, you know, you typically think of Germany. They would come in and just dominate it and handle that. England also hasn't been great. Southgate, of course, is on the hot seat as usual. Most England coaches are. And it comes down to his selection of players and putting the best 11 on the field. Oh man, this game flip a quarter. Uh, I'm, I'm taking the draw. I'm gonna tell you, I think that I think this game is a draw. I think it's one to one at the end of regulation, and then they go to overtime and PKs. And I think the edge in that has to go to Germany with Neuer in the goal. But if it goes to PKs, but so I'm tempted to take Germany to advance. Uh, but I, I really like the draw in the uh, in regulation of that game. Now the last game you got, you know, in the round of 16, Ukraine and Sweden Tuesday afternoon. Sweden's plus 135, Ukraine's plus 235. The draws plus 215. Um, this is this is a game that I, I believe a lot of people are not going to enjoy as much because being played right after Germany England, no, uh, which I think is going to be just yeah you know, excellent to watch. Um, Sweden topped the group. They went two wins and a draw, and they topped their group. Ukraine, however, uh, one win, two losses. You Yeah, know, didn't look great. They get out of it in third. Not really the the toughest of groups. Uh, Sweden did top the group that they were in with Spain. Um, I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna go with uh, Sweden in this game. I think that Sweden gets it done. Over/unders at two. I'm definitely gonna take that over because I think it's more likely that it be 2-1 or 3-0, then it would be 1-0. And so, that's where we are on the Euros. And those are are your eight games for the next round. Now, (laughs) let's jump on over and look at some other sports here. Uh, Montreal took down Vegas last night. Hmm. That was tough. That was a tough one. Vegas had to win to force uh, force game seven, and they're on the road. They were 6-2 and two on the road going into last night. Yeah, well, 6-3 and three now, another overtime loss. I really think that that uh, game of two games ago when they gave it away at the end of regulation, just gave away the goal, and then lost overtime, that was what killed them in that series, all the momentum. Now, Tampa and the Islanders, this is an interesting one. They played tonight. And it's game seven. Two best words of sports. Everybody always says. Game seven. Tampa uh, the, Tampa had a chance last game to close this. And they're ahead one to nothing. Tampa's up 1-0. And New York went on a two-man advantage. And with that two-man advantage, they were not able to get a goal and tie the game. And then immediately, as soon as Tampa got both their guys back, even strength, Tampa scores goes up 2-0. And I really thought that was going to be a nail. I thought it was going to be a nail in the coffin. I thought that was going to put that whole series to bed. Well, um, New York, they fight back. And they get one. They get another one, force overtime. Uh, Then they win in overtime, force game seven. So here we are. I think Tampa, though, I mean, they're the defending champs for a reason. And that's going to be a game that they're not going to – I don't think any momentum is going to be carried over for that game with them because they're such a veteran club that I think that they'll be able to throw that game in the trash, put it to bed, and turn around and play tonight. Mm. You're not going to have this pick in time for this game, but just know that I'm with Tampa tonight. I think Tampa wins this game, and I think we get Tampa-Montreal – in a very weird Stanley Cup since Montreal should normally be in the East and they'll be playing, you know, like this. <laughs> that's, we're going to have two teams that are normally in the East in the Stanley Cup. So that's just kind of weird. Mm. Anyway, over to the NBA. The NBA, uh, Atlanta, kind of the darlings of everything right now, Cinderella, Trey Young doing his thing. Uh, they're just young enough and dumb enough not to know they're not supposed to be doing this well. Uh, for the third straight series, they stole game one on the road, uh, and uh, the Bucks. You know, they'll probably respond tonight. I know the Bucs are like an eight-point favorite. I don't like those spreads. I don't like betting on the NBA, but I wouldn't be surprised. I, I expect the Bucs to even the series up today. Over in the West, the Suns and the Clippers, the Suns have a 2 1 lead because the Clippers won last night 106 92. Chris Paul came back. Now, the question was posed <coughs> Did Chris Paul coming back really mess with their team? I mean, they're up 2 0. Yes and no. Uh, I think that, I mean, Chris Paul's been absolutely phenomenal through these playoffs. You want him playing, but uh, LA is not scared of being down 2 0. They were down 2 0 in each of their first two series. And for the first time in NBA history, you had a team come back from down 2-0 in back-to-back series, and then they do it again in the third series where they fall down 2-0. Now they've answered and got one of them back, so it's 2-1, and they're right back in this thing. But we'll see how it goes from there. Hmm. So I, I do still like the Suns, and remember I got the Suns plus 1,400 to win. Uh, to win it all. So. I'm definitely, definitely, definitely all in for the Suns here. Need them to handle this, and uh, I think they will. I still think that they're the better team. I and the later in this series, it gets. Uh, Oliver Ezel was here last night, and he made this point, and I, I 100% agreed with it. Was later in the series it goes, the more it's advantage Phoenix, uh, just because you've already seen LA have to put forth so much effort. And come back from down 2-0 in each of their previous series where Phoenix over there sweep in, you know, winning pretty easily. And they haven't had to uh they haven't had to do that. So I just kind of think that uh I just kinda think that it's big advantage for, for the Suns later in the series, they're gonna be a lot more rested. Alright guys. We gotta talk about some MOB. And you know with MOB, I gotta lead out with it. For the seventh time this season, the MLB has seen a no-hitter. Eight for me because I include Madison Bumgarner's against the Braves. But I said there would be around 15 by the end of the season. We're not to July yet, and we've got seven. The Cubs, threw the the franchise's 17th no-hitter last night, it was the Cubs' first-ever combined no-hitter as Davies, Tapera, Chauvin, and Kimbrell combined for it. Walked a lot of guys. Walked a lot of guys. Everybody walked at least one, and Davies walked five. You know, walked eight. Uh, but still a no-hitter. Nobody got a hit. Um, the uh, It was the first ever time that a no-hitter was thrown against a team that had three former MVPs in the lineup. Yeah, three MVPs in the lineup, and they couldn't. Uh, and they couldn't get a hit. So, tells you a little something about the MVP races there, and all that. Um, San Francisco and the LA, uh, when they played a few days ago, they they actually set an MLB record. It was the first time ever that an American League team played a National League team, where the National League team used the DH. And the American League team did not. And uh, very simply, Otani was pitching. (laughs) So that makes sense. Oh, Otani was pitching, and there it was. Um, The Atlanta Braves set a record this past week. Akuna, first time that anybody's ever – they won back-to-back games, both one to nothing. And both their one runs were Akuna's solo home run. And they've never had that in MLB where – Back-to-back games, a team won one to nothing, where the same man hit a home run back-to-back games to win you know, as their only run. I thought that was – yeah, that, that just didn't seem like it was something that never happened before. But according to the researchers at MLB, and they're pretty good at it, yeah, it was. There was a game earlier this week, and I can't remember who the teams were right now, uh, but each team hit a grand slam and a three-run homer. Each team. One team hit a grand slam and a three-run homer. So did the other team. First time that's ever happened in MLB history. So, records have fallen. <laughs> it's, it's getting fun. It's getting a lot of fun out there in MLB. So, let's take a look at some of these here. Uh, just go through the standings real quick and where they're at on things. You got Tampa Bay sitting on top of the East right now, a half game ahead of the Red Sox. Four up on the Yankees. Uh, Toronto, five and a half back. Baltimore, 21 and a half back. The teams that you want to see right here, the Yankees, 7-3 in their last 10. Red Sox, 5-5. Losers are two straight. They play each other again starting tonight. You know all those games are going to be on TV. You know they're going to be fun. You know the Red Sox dominated them last time. Watch out. It's the Yankees turn to reply. They're going to make a run. Here it comes. Watch out for the Yanks. This weekend, I'm telling you, I like the Yankees. The uh, Over the Central, you got the White Sox. They're two up on on Cleveland. Uh, ten and a half up on Kansas City. Detroit's 12 and a half back. Minnesota, 13 back. Um, Cleveland's won seven out of their last ten. Uh, they've been good. Uh, you look down there. Detroit's won six of their last ten. All the others, uh, Minnesota's five and five. All the others have been on the downward side. Tony LaRusso's uh has got to sober up there. White Sox 4-6 on their last 10. Over to the West, Houston Astros are sitting on top two games ahead of Oakland, 8.5 ahead of Seattle, 10.5 ahead of the Angels, and 20 up on Texas. Houston has won 11 straight. Houston has been on fire. Houston will remain on fire. They look good. Oakland 6-4 and four in their last 10. That's not bad, and they're falling behind. At six and four in their last ten, uh, Seattle's eight and two in their last ten and falling behind. Angels four and six. They gotta they gotta pick it up. Uh, over to the National League. We'll start out in the East. The Mets sit on top of the division, three and a half games ahead of Washington, uh, five ahead of Philly, five and a half ahead of Atlanta, and nine and a half ahead of Miami. The look at their last tens. Uh, the Mets are four and six. The Nats. The Nats have won five straight. They've won nine out of ten. They're hot. The Nats are making a little push, showing that they're not going to be doormats in this uh, this division. Philadelphia, four and six in the last ten. Losers are three straight. Come on, Clay, Brad, turn it around. Atlanta has lost two straight, five and five in their last ten. Those guys just can't seem to get over the hump of 500. They'll get right there to 500. They're 35 and 39 right now. And they're going to get right there to 500, and then they fall back right down. And they just keep repeating the cycle over and over. Uh, Miami, they lost four straight. They're 2-8 and eight in their last 10. Come on. Over to the Comedy Central, where the Brew Crew and the Cubbies are tied at the top. 42-33 and 33 for both teams. Uh, Cincinnati sitting four games back. St. Louis, six back. And Pittsburgh, 14 back. Both the Cubs and the uh, – both the Cubs and the Brewers are four and six in their last ten, but they both won two straight, so hit a little skid there for them. But Cubs out there in LA, as I said, you know, no hitting the Dodgers yesterday. You know, they're going to be underdogs in this series, but the Dodgers are playing great. We'll get to that in a minute. I like my Cubbies' chances out there, but I also like Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee, they got an easy matchup all weekend. I think they're going to do well with it. Cincinnati. They're 5-5 five five in their last 10 after they hit a little hot streak. They've won two straight. Uh, St. Louis lost four straight. They're 4-6 in their last 10. Ugh. 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 And Pittsburgh has a team that barely has uniforms anymore. San Francisco over to the West. San Francisco is still on top of that division. Four and a half games ahead of the Dodgers. Four and a half games ahead of the Padres. 17-and-a-half ahead of Colorado, 28 ahead of Arizona. Love Arizona. Thank you for all you're doing, Arizona. Uh, San Francisco, they're 8-2 in their last 10. They won three straight. Uh, The Dodgers have now lost four straight after that last night and getting no hit. That's good. They got swept by San Diego. Then they get no hit by the Cubs. And they're going to be big favorites all weekend. They're a big favorite tonight. I don't know how you can lay it with the Dodgers right now. Um, they gotta they gotta win a game or two before you see it. Uh, the Phillies handled them, you know, out there in a couple of games as well. The uh, San Diego has won seven straight. They're seven and three in their last ten. They're looking good. They're looking like they're coming alive. And so just be can they make up that ground with San Fran, Colorado? They won one straight. They're six and four in their last ten. I'm sad to report that since the last time that I did a podcast, the Arizona Diamondbacks won a game. Uh, they've lost two straight since. They're obviously one and nine in their last ten. It ended their 17-game losing streak. They won one, and now they've lost two straight again. Their 22-23 game lo- uh, road losing streak is still intact. No worries, you can still go against Arizona every day. No big deal. Um, now that we talked about baseball, let's talk about something a little closer to home. Don't, what do y'all think? Let's talk about the T-Town Dart League. Yeah, right here I got the standings here in front of me. So, we're going to roll through those pretty quickly. Uh, our team, Thor dart magic is sitting on top with 42 points. Bia from the Hounds too, sitting there with 38, having a good season. The Dartmouth Cometh, the three-time defending champs, 37 points right behind them. Hoppers at 34. uh, Sonya's Angels also at 34. Win or boozed? That's uh, that's the other Red Shed team sitting there at 29, Shane and Cole in them. Glory Pounders, new to the league, but Paul's carrying them. They got 22 points right now. Dark Vader from uh, Galette's. They're sitting on 20 points right now. Bad darts, more beer, 18 points. Uh Beers and Darts. Oh, I'm sorry. I said winner booze is Egan's team. Winner boost is Egan's team. I could not mess that up. Um that's Egan's That's 29 points. That's Sides and Marvin and Tui and all those guys. Beers and Darks, yeah, the other red Shed team is down at 16 points. Short shaft, sticky tips, that's Mallory, Kenny, Carl, all them. They're at 15. The Light Show, led by Brandon Owens, they're sitting at 7. Uh, he's not their captain. He's just their most notable player. Uh, the Socialites are sitting there at 6. And the Dark Women, coming first, are sitting at 5. I'm not exactly sure if they're going to make up a game from last week or if it's going to go down as a forfeit. Uh, exactly what? I'm still waiting on a final word from them. Last time I told them I haven't, I haven't heard anything since. So... Uh, I don't know, but that might be a Dart Women forfeit. We'll see. So let's look at the upcoming schedule uh for this week. Now I happen to know ours. Yeah, it's week five. It's June 29th on Tuesday. The Dartman cometh come back to the red shed and play us. Uh this is a rematch of last year's finals. So that that should be should be a lot of fun. Always great to get with Danny and Hollis and the boys and have a couple of meat and all of Seth, Tyler. i was just name their whole team. Uh, <laughs> have a couple of drinks, throw a few darts, have some fun. That should be a good time. Uh, always is when we get with them. The beers and darts, uh, the other red shed will travel to the dark women coming first down at uh, Nocturnal. Um, the socialites will go to BIA. So that's Bill Lloyd traveling over there to see Alford. Um if they get drunk enough, they'll solve all the world's problems. Uh, the light show will be at Egan's. That's B.O. And they going to Egan's to take on uh, Marvin and Sam and them. And then Darth Vader will uh, take on Hoppers. Darth Vader out of Galette's. They travel to Hoppers over here with Troutman and Steven and Will and Wes and Tanner and the new addition, Drew Rhodes. Uh, that's a good team. That's, that's Sam Adams. Leading uh Sam and Brad and them leading Darth Vader down there. So that'll be that'll be a good match. Short shafts and sticky tips will be at home at Top Shelf taking on the Glory Pounders and Bad Darts, more beer. That's Wayne and JJ and uh, now Kyle Oglesby and Daniel Jones and Hunger and all them. Uh traveling to all the way to Wheelhouse to take on Sonja's Angels with Matt and them. Uh, hoping to get Matt back on here as a guest again one day. He was is, is good. Like, I was hoping to have him today, but he never replied to my text. Uh-huh. But uh, just to you know, come on talk a little bit about the Dirt League and, and how it's been going this season. Wow. You know, you look at the standings, and they're so misleading. Uh, it really is because uh, it's not just about how you played. It's who you played, you know. And uh you you've seen some of the teams you know you've seen some big matchups you've seen some others that were eh, you know whatever and at the end of the day everybody will play everybody once so it'll be completely fair on the standings at the end and uh top eight will make the playoffs so it's i think it's going to be a good battle all the way through anyway i think uh the singles league's been going on also i've really enjoyed that i hope others have as well uh, you can check that out on ttdartleague.com. All the stats, everything's up there. It's all up to date. But that's good stuff. College World Series. <sighs> Man, Texas plays Mississippi State tonight. They have got to win. Texas has to win to force the if necessary to play to force another one in Mississippi State and then put them out. And Texas had a great game last night with Virginia. They battled all the way to the end. They had a one-run lead. I don't know if any of y'all were up at 1 o'clock in the morning to watch the end of it, but uh, they had bases loaded. Uh, great play by the shortstop to get a man to the plate. But There's, you know, there's still only two outs. Uh, or That made one out, and then they get the second out. They strike a guy out, so you got two outs. Texas was looking at leaving them loaded again for the second consecutive inning in the eighth that night trying to get and then boom, double in the gap, all three runs score, they win by four. Uh, you know, if Virginia's down a run, I really think that they were gonna scratch one out and tie it up. But that big double in the gap with two outs, that's what did it. And you know, put the hammer put the hammer in the coffin, the nail hammer to the nail to the coffin, whatever. They uh they put them to sleep. And Texas survives they'll play again tonight. Now, Vanderbilt is currently playing NC State, and that's an interesting one there. Uh, man, you know, I don't hate Vandy. I'm never threatened by Vandy. I don't care if Vandy wins a national title in baseball. But I kind of like that Wolfpack team. You know, VJ with American Aquarium I know he's a big fan. Me, Like I said, me and O were talking about that last night. And uh, I think that uh, – I think I, – you know, e- either way, I'll, I'll be happy for either one of those teams. I'll be okay. Of those four I just saying, I'll be okay with three out of the four winning it. There's one team I don't want to see winning. And they come out of Stark, Vegas. Starkville, Mississippi. They, uh, I don't, I, I, I'm rooting against them hard. Uh, everybody else, come on, hook them. Hook them orange tonight. Let's go. Uh, state. Should have lost to Virginia. Man, Virginia let them off the hook. They had that bad inning, gave up six runs that inning, and uh other than that inning they dominated the game. They're no hitting them for like five, six innings, you know, State's getting dominated and they, they you know find a way to win. And that was just that was very disheartening. So I'd like to see uh, I'd like to see state below this and do what they normally do and not win it. So you got those games going. You got They'll be going all weekend and stuff. Should be a lot of fun. Guys, I want to thank you for your time. I appreciate you listening. As always, I will leave you with this. Shoot to score. Play to win. But when you get married, make for damn sure that you are the ugly one. I'm Chris Cole.